look, there's a lot of papers that had been reporting on this, which is they couldn't make sense of this. Okay, there's a rental crisis, but there's more properties that have ever been available. It was like, well, both are actually exist in the same space. And- going one, going twice, All right, guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your weekly engagement into real estate here in the Hobart Marketplace. I'm your host, Aaron Horn, and Pat is very impressed that I've been doing some vocal warm-ups before the show. Welcome back to The Property Pod, <laughs> Pat and John. It's actually more the point that I think you started and J-Mac wasn't ready because he's like, <gasps> he did shit, it. we're on. Still looking at the notes. It's the media training, though. He turned literally into, oh, I'm prepared, I'm good. I've read the notes. I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah, shift gears. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like deer in headlights for you, John. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you forget to put the clutch in. (laughs) Well, look, I'm glad you're here. There's a bit of a false start to to get us here to the studio, but we've made it um, and I'm ready to rock and roll. How are we feeling this uh, this wintry morning, guys? (laughs) Don't all jump in at once. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Look, it's been a a bit of a quiet week, but, you know, end of financial year. I know. We're just just around the corner, so it normally quietens up a little bit. as we get to that period of time. So, yeah, this is what I was going to say. It's, it's probably generally like it's it's literally just a made-up date of like we cross through the middle of the year and the financial year switches over, but it does change. Like end of financial year sales, get all this stuff sorted. Yeah, or Yoffi is what I think e- is it. Yeah, everything's <laughs> acronised now. But I in, just love that. <laughs> in real estate terms and stuff, it probably is easier to not have contracts crossing over this imaginary Dateline, or you kind of want to get all your things lined up in the there's start. Definitely, of- there's definitely investors that will make the decision to hold off to the next financial year. Yep. Um, there are some, you know, two or three months earlier that will try to move a property before. Okay. Yeah. Can you year. explain kind of that leading period to that? Yeah. So it's something to do with taxes, I believe. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, John, but there are different investors that will try to sell a property in a year or buy so many new ones per financial year. And we'll have something to do with capital gains. Yeah, and, and something to do with their own personal taxes and offsetting different yep. bits and pieces. Mm. So some will say, rightio, this year, because I'm going to make X, I need to buy so many properties. Yep. And so you'll find sometimes you get a bit of a rush of an investor trying to get that extra property before or in the financial year. But for us, because we do work, like we have such long settlement periods, that action normally happens in March, April, not June, Yeah, July. so that's what I was going to say. You often have those phone calls and I've listened in on phone calls pr- prior to – yeah, those months where it's just like, oh, yep, look, we're just going to do an appraisal on this to work out this for tax purposes. It's obviously leading up to the financial year and, and trying to get your ducks in a row for that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. things like that. Um, is, But, yeah, for us, once we get to this month, it's definitely a little bit quieter because yep. we do have that, that lull of investors that probably jump out of the marketplace. Well, I guess the, there's a halt in decision-making until everyone can – understand what their tax return is going to look like from a, on a smaller scale. But I heard that on the for, oh. any, for anyone, I suppose, that has been is much more attuned to their financial position. There would have none been, of us. No, exactly. <laughs> They'll have, you know, planned accordingly. Um, and I guess it, another thing for w- winter settles in and everyone just sort of bunkers down a little bit more as well. Yeah, yeah. So at least in Hobart. So you've got no Yoffy sales on any of your properties going this week, John? Not specifically, no. <laughs> we, we could probably um, change the headline, I suppose. And just yeah, see, actually. See where this runs. 10% yeah. off. <laughs> Actually, this month only. Yeah. Look, it's not a silly idea. People jump on like Black Friday for like ridiculous deals and things like that. Could you just, as a marketing ploy, be like, look, I'm just going to throw one Hail Mary pass 
And a financial year sale. Yeah, yeah. Even, I suppose, on our services, it's like 50% off all real estate. Yeah. But I just, it's so odd when you see those, The I guess real estate has a very different connotation when it comes to discounting your services than almost any other uh, industry, as far as I'm concerned. Or any service industry sounds a bit strange. Now, when you hear, you'll see, hear a lawyer go, 25% off our hourly rate or real estate, like, you know, 30% off, list, list your property now. Like, no, no one wants, there's very small population that would probably get really amped about that. Oh, look, I'm sure there would be people out there that are chasing the the cheapest deal oh, yeah. and the best deal and being like, I don't care, I'm I'm still getting it. But now I just want to see in the real estate guide a JB Hi-Fi inspired ad with the big stars, <laughs> 20% off this property, 5% off this property. <laughs> or like um the EB games and stuff, how like every week there's a new sale on the <laughs> like and they're just adorned with more sale. Sale, yeah, yeah, sale, yeah. sale. Oh, so yeah, I've got to deck the front of the office out with Bloody streamers and yep. shit hanging from yep. the roof. Oh, we should get one of those. Um, <laughs> wacky, wavy, what was it? Wacky, wacky waving, inflatable, flailing arm tube, man. This is a perfect segue into one of the articles we're going to talk about today. So our property management team were saying it's a bit dead on inquiries. Oh, man. And they both, suge- two of them suggested the wacky, crazy guy outside the front of the house. Actually, imagine one. <laughs> I'm just picturing now that you've mentioned that. Imagine getting one made that you have at your um, open homes and stuff <laughs> like that, but like adorned in like a 414 like coloured outfits. Oh, no, like a suit and tie. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> then he's waving like, come on in. Well, oh, my goodness. Well, should, or we can have Aaron Murray just stand out the wow. front doing it. It could be our wacky, waving, inflatable, flailing arm too, man. <laughs> well, Janae just said through, I know it's not on our notes, but there was a... It actually is. Oh, it is it? Yeah, it is, oh, baby. Right. That's why we're, we're moving to a JMAX, no, so go for it. Segue. Okay, yeah, we're, we're owners of that now, considering um, rent-free periods as your, as incentives to jump in on that property Yeah, so it's kind of not too far off what you're talking about with, uh, you know, we're taking 20% it at, off, 20% <laughs> yeah, off yeah. for this this period. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there are a few in the in the Hobart area that the, the Mercury Jared, friend of the pod, has, has put an article together saying, you know, they're offering two weeks free rent to get tenants moved into the property yeah to make like there's a bit of stock around at the moment not quite as many tenants and so people are creating these deals i guess to convince tenants to choose their place over somebody else's so my very first thought which isn't directly related to kind of the um the free side of it is is the mass media is basically just pumping up this um rental crisis rental crisis rental crisis all this information on the mainland is rental crisis Mm. whereas we're just in a reverse here I don't think we're in a reverse. I think the way I look at it, and I've spoken to Joe about it a few times, our business development manager, yeah. I don't think we're – I think the media is spinning it slightly slightly wrong. They're describing a rental crisis, but I think it's an affordability crisis. Okay, yep. Yeah. So landlords are trying to get a higher price to cover the increase in mortgage rates yep. um, so that they don't default on the loan, but people can't afford to pay the rent that they need to be able to keep the investment property. So what I think we've really got is a heap of properties that landlords – and most landlords, as we've talked about in the past, are mum and dad investors, maybe only own one or two. Yep. And they're actually struggling to maintain the rental property because the cost that we're asking for these rental properties is higher than the average tenant can afford at the moment due to cost of living increases. And Yes, it's almost like, like with inflation. When a new subsidy comes in to, to pay for, say, we've got our daycare that we're trying to sort out at the moment. It's like, oh, you're going to get this new daycare bonus sort of thing. This is coming through. And then it's um, uh, just... By the way, daycare is going up. Yeah, so, so it's been swallowed up it's anyway. It's been swallowed up anyway and not actually as- assisting in any way. So mm. it's a similar thing where... Yeah, so that's my take on it anyway is I think that um, 
Yes, there is a rental crisis in some way where there are a lot of people that need housing, yep. but they need housing they can afford, which is what in Hobart at the moment we don't have. That's right. And so I think there is a housing crisis, especially with housing TAS and companies like Senecare that we work with where people are reaching out to them looking for housing. And they're on a wait list for donkeys. Yeah, because they can't afford to take the private rentals at the moment because the cost of the private rentals is too high. And I don't think it, me personally, I don't think it's from landlords being greedy. I just think it's from the cost of owning the investment property is that they are trying to maintain the property, I guess. Well, the we... You think uh, a simple answer we looked at it was um, there are more properties becoming available, but just not in the affordability band mm. because all the, the the subsidies that social housing can contribute can only go up to a certain point. I remember when I was help um, before I'd moved into my house, I'd kept the rent specifically at the subsidy for the family that was there, which was three hundred and twenty dollars a week. Yep, um, a good Samaritan. So when, but of course, once I've moved in, well, it's gone. But that's the thing is that, well, they, over and above that band, well, you're not going to find a three-bedroom house in Glenorchy for $320 a week anymore. Yeah, sure. So, so the thing is, is that um, the two-speed of this, um, you know, there's been a few times actually with the media training. Where, <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Here we but, go. But there's, a lot, there's a lot of papers that had been reporting on this, which is they couldn't make sense of this. Okay, there's a rental crisis, but there's more properties that have ever been available. It was like, well, both are actually exist in the same space and it was exactly the same as it. And I asked Joe a few times the same and she said, yeah, definitely affordability. But in the end, it just comes down to there are more properties becoming available but not in the affordability band. So the people that have always been suffering are still suffering. Yeah. Um, is, is, so nothing's really changed on that front. So, like, our property management team are all relatively new um, within the space. They've sort of joined over the last four or five years and obviously the market's been pretty good during that time so a lot of them are experiencing this for the first time and so when Jared put out that article saying free rent for two weeks it was almost like a a novel thing they hadn't seen before but it's existed before it's existed before Abby and I were actually talking about it about a week ago and saying I don't think we're far off having to suggest that to owners yeah yeah but it is an interesting thing because owners don't want to drop the rent but they're happy to offer two weeks free well, that's effectively dropping the rent by twenty dollars a week, that's pretty right. much. Because yes. um, if you take that over the course of the year, you know. Yeah, I guess mm. it's that. It's a not a sales ploy, but it because my instant idea when I read the article was, yep, you get two weeks free because the landlords don't want to be dropping the prices. And I'm like, yeah, but if you were to negotiate a a lower rent, then the two weeks free negates itself. So right. it kind of doesn't end up being free. It just yeah, the money comes out guess, in a different mm. journey. I guess the only thing I could think of the advantage of the two weeks free, I've just moved myself, and there is a lot of moving costs involved from going to place to place. Yep. And so at least I guess if you have two weeks free rent, it allows you maybe for crossover a little bit easier. Maybe you can take that property a week earlier and start to move across a bit easier. Mm. Um, I did or, see an article of, of an agency offering um, moving assistance, as in kind of, here's a way of trying to make that little process easier. It is expensive. So they I don't know if they'd cut a deal with a moving agency or something, but I was like, oh, this is a good idea for to save that kind of problem. Interesting. Yeah. Yes, I think uh, property managers are definitely going to have to get creative over the last over the next couple of months to find ways to rent properties. It yep. will be interesting to see how that goes. Well, especially if the um, owners are not in a position just to adjust the rent to mm. meet the market where the good tenants are going to move sideways into it. Because I know um, a friend of mine was in Sydney. I can't remember which suburb it was, near the beach. But they he was living in... So um, most of Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> but he was living in um, an apartment. I think he was paying about $700 a week. Um, and over in that time, 
um, the it, it it adjusted, and then he was able to get a bigger apartment in the same suburb for like five eighty. Yeah. So he went. He just broke lease and moved sideways. Yeah. So they'd obviously adjusted to where good tenants were like that's a that's a better value proposition than where I was previously because now they were paying over market. Mm. Um, and I guess that's the sticky point as you described. If interest rates have gone up so considerably, um, some owners are just not in that position to be able to adjust the 10 20% that perhaps they would probably otherwise have to. Uh, and what we find is that real estate agents is that um, we're getting a lot of aggressive phone calls from people that are in a desperate financial situation, but they'll mask it um, by just throwing out every other excuse under the sun where behind the scenes all they're saying is, I'm really financially struggling right now, but I don't know how to get out of it. Yeah, yeah. You know? And they and whatever solution that we can provide for them mm. doesn't provide a solution. Well, that's it. You've got to think about it. Some of these mum and dad investors have got their own personal home, plus maybe one or two investments that, you know, over the last couple of years with equity increases in property values, like, yeah. oh, piece of cake, go buy a house. Yeah. This is awesome. Now it's got tough. All of a sudden, they're trying to cover three mortgages that are going up rapidly. Yeah, and yeah, tenants now breaking leases or moving out, renegotiating. It's mm. yeah, definitely a different market to what it was. Oh, absolutely. And you, it, look, I suppose in that sense too, that those that are had been struggling are still struggling. So um, there's no winners in this scenario. You know, um, well, they probably are, but not the people that we deal with on a daily basis. That we want to help. Yeah, it's pretty dire. Uh, the the well. spirits were pretty high for a, a little bit there. We're talking free rent, and now I'm just like, oh, I don't know oh, where shit. to go from we're, here. Uh, we've just yeah, yeah. fallen off a cliff. Yeah. Well, well I, talking of cliffs, I've got something to talk well, about that's cliff-related. Save this show. <laughs> Come on. I, um, I just wasn't sure if you guys were across this. I know, like, developments on Mount Wellington on um, Kunyani is, um, is always a, a sore topic, but have you guys seen this um, zip line idea? No, but tell me more. Tell you more. Have you seen this zipline idea? Only what you just sent just a moment ago. So um, I can't think of the guy's name. It's his Shane Abel, the guy who basically um, put in the Tahoon Airwalk. Oh, right? yeah. Um, he's put in a few of these ziplines um, in New South Wales, New Zealand, etc. So he's put a proposal or a proposal's going through to um, the Hobart City Council for the largest zipline in the Southern Hemisphere to be on Mount Wellington. His claim is that it won't disrupt the um, look of the mountain. It's actually way better for the mountain than um, the cable car. No, not cable car. Uh, oh, yes, better than the cable car. Better than mountain bike tracks and stuff that are already there. So it's a proposed zip line of 1.3 kilometres. It would take approximately 90 seconds to complete um, and would be, yeah, a massive tourist. Um, See- I can understand that mm. because the zip line's just got towers segmented yeah. down the hill. Yeah, and, and disappears so the, in between the tree. The footprint of the tower would be quite small compared to a mountain bike trail, which is kilometres of disruptive earth, like yeah. it's getting done yeah. every day. So I can see his argument on that. Yes. So yeah, the the plan, like the the plans are, are there, and it's kind of argued that the zip line would have less impact and mitigate traffic all going to the run spot because he wants to have it meet at the Strickland Falls and take a minibus to the spring. So mm. I don't know. It's an interesting idea. I love kind of when developments come up in Tassie. I, the other it'll one. get squashed. No, well, yeah, of course <laughs> it'll get squashed. <laughs> yeah. um, like we've been guaranteed a footy team and that looks like it's on its way to being squashed. Well, Have you well, guys I'd, seen I'd this? I've actually seen the um, – 
the graphic design of these towers that you're describing. And yeah. I think the Empire State Building was smaller than these towers. Yeah, okay. You know, though, like the way that they yes, they kind of them spiral on their, up in a bit like the footy stadium. Yes, so that's what I wanted to go to next. Have you seen the image of the footy stadium? Which, as someone that works in Photoshop most days, um, there's this new feature, generative fill, where you kind of just select the area and type yeah. in like football Phil. stadium. And essentially, that looks like what these <laughs> architects' plans that um, oh, I did see that, that someone yeah. has has claimed. Oh, it'll it'll fill up the whole skyline and take over all of the city. And it, I, I think I actually saw Jeremy Rockliffe wrote like, "Whoever spent time in Microsoft Paint making this, <laughs> like you're a real but, goose." But the silly thing is, like, I'm happy to say I'm pro stadium. I'm all for it. But if you look at the photos that. Uh, Rockfield has put up his photo perspective is a lot further back which makes the stadium look a lot smaller yeah yeah so every photo that the Tasmanian government has put out has been halfway in the River Derwent from a boat or okay. all the way back on the other side yeah of, yeah um, you know Salamanca which when you look at perspective of the photo makes the stadium look way smaller yeah yeah where I would love to see a photo from the Tasmanian government taking in a similar position. so actually basically take that same shot. shot, yeah, yeah, and then re okay, yeah, yeah, because I don't think there'd be a huge amount of difference between the two. No, but. that thing's a monstrous big, yeah. And think about when you're walking like along to um Etihad Stadium or Marvel Stadium, whatever it's oh, called, blend now. In. Mm. You'll never blend in, you'll, yeah. like, but yes, I I just thought <laughs> yes. it was funny. And and knowing and playing in the Photoshop space, <laughs> looking at them, it's like I know exactly how they're like, they've literally. Well, Click three things and then it's gone viral. Well, I think I read on one of the posts that someone had commented that the measurements they'd worked out for this picture had it at 48 metres high, which was higher than the MCG's highest point. Mm. <laughs> oh, dead set. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Hey, we, we need 200,000 stadiums. <laughs> but that's but yeah, it's, it's only, only a 25,000 or 30,000 seat stadium, but apparently it's got higher walls than the MCG at 100,000 people. So. <laughs> one that I will say, like, have you guys been, you probably haven't, have you been up to Townsville since they've got their new stadium? I can't say it's been a place that I've visited. Well, whatever, I've got family in Townsville. Townsville's beautiful. Have <laughs> <laughs> you just jumped on a plane? Well, you, you work with this every day. <laughs> I knew the answer before I asked it. I don't know why I asked it. Any whom, the stadium in Townsville has this amazing kind of, I know it's in North Queensland and the weather's really um, accommodating, but has this amazing, it's almost like a, a crustacean or a shell, the way that it's shaped and it's quite open-aired. So as people are like walking towards it, you're almost being like invited into it and it's the way it's shaped in the city, it just fits perfectly. It's like it's meant to be there. It's like a art installation. It would be cool if the one that we were to build here, if the team was to go ahead, could be this. But it sounds like ultimately... Now, apparently we're in a big square box. Yeah, yeah, yeah this that big, is how it's going to look. big silver yeah. thing that's just going to be <laughs> ugly, which would actually go really well next to that... Um, Tin can that's the <laughs> opera house thing that's there that is just a bizarre... Oh, um, I, still, I still remember when the uh, insulation was just, you know, it had cracked and it was, you know, falling out the side. Mm. All the insulation. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when it was first all shiny and mm. they had to, like, polish it back, the old... Because um, oh, it's too intense. Too intense mm. and the heat was increasing the surrounding buildings <laughs> by ridiculous <laughs> amounts. Far out. Although it would, it would be impressive, like, Where? to have the only football stadium that looked like a concrete water tank. Yeah. <laughs> 
what a nickname. Yeah. Water tank. Come and take on the Tassie Tigers or whatever they're called in the, yeah, the, in the water, water tank. Oh, tank. That's why it should be the Tassie Mariners in the water oh, tank. Yes. yes, yes. There you go. Marketing genius. <laughs> here we are. We're solving the world's problems here today. Look, if you are pro uh, football team um, and you're listening to this on the day it comes out, there is a Tassie versus Queensland footy match on at North Hobart this weekend. So there's a big push for people who are pro the team to get along and show yeah. that we can get a big crowd to um, a state footy event. So, yeah, Tassie rep team, they'll be wearing the the Tassie jumper. Um, I think ladies' game starts just before lunch, 11.55, and men's game is after that, I'd say 2 o'clock. So if it's if you're out and about with the family and you're, you are a pro footy team, it'll be a good way to, to get there in, in droves and, mm-hmm. and show them that we are behind it. I want the footy team. I can understand that people are claiming that their money could be spent on better things. The money's already been allocated. Let's just build, let's a just team. build it. Let's just build it. Let's get yeah. our team. Oh, we're getting build very political. If it now. doesn't happen so, now, it'll never happen. This has been an interesting show. We've, we've, we've dived into <laughs> the depths of the rental market and now we've just aligned ourselves pro football. Man, right. we're, we're going everywhere. But look, it's our show. We can do whatever we bloody want. I, I, I still, I would still be 100% behind us being called the Turbo Chooks. And if that was then the, not called the, the tank, we could call it the barn and just oh. do it after a giant big. Uh, so, and look, you know, to, to save money on construction, chicken wire is way cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. For the side Just wall a bunch of stilts, you know, straight. Get the, let, allow the wind to go through, really alter the bouldering. You know. Oh, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Oh, you gooses. <laughs> turbo look, No, sorry, yeah, turbo uh, chooks. I just want to point out, though, turbo chooks, they just, they free range. They don't freaking live in a barn. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> You can't, you but, can't but tame that's Tassie. Why we, that's why we can't have walls at this stadium, unless <laughs> the walls make sense. <laughs> oh, jeez. Look, crew, um, that's the show for today. It is, as you say, it's been a roller coaster of highs, lows, cliff dives, stadium talk. Zip lines. Uh, zip lines, this, that and the other. Um, yeah, get out to the footy this weekend if you can. The other thing that is on day of release of this is the Winterfest out in Bridgewater, um, oh, the, right. the Kudalana Collective. Uh, put that on. It's a really good event. I'll head out there with the boys. So if you are out there, you do listen to this, come along and say good day. Um, yeah, another, another fun community event. Killer um, playground right next door to it too. Absolute killer. Actually, Jack's probably old enough now to go on that um, if you, spinny hamster wheel. For the listeners out there that don't realise, Bridgewater has one of the best playgrounds after Kingston. He's claiming it. It is a good playground. I have wanted to do a blog piece on best playgrounds in and around our local area. I know we've already done one on like new ones. I'm just like, but like, like ranking them and having like a kid or someone being like, yep. Sweet, it's got this many swings, it's got this many activities, a zip line. Well, I know when I was growing up, it was the one at West Hobart, which was the old train. That was oh, that the was train my, station, that was, that was, was the playground one. of choice. Yeah, Let yeah. it be known the train yeah. play sta- the train station playground is still a ripper. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It just doesn't really have the train anymore. It's just a little it's just tiny. The, it's the plank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's still a train. Yeah, it's, still a train. it's not as good. It's not as good, but train. but there is a, an awesome slide, like an absolute monster slide. So, And we were wrapping up. So oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Let's just get back to what we were doing. <laughs> Next week on the Property Pod, best Black parks air. in and around Hobart. <laughs> best voted by the kids. <laughs> or John Pat and Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who are big kids at heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, All right, we that's the Property so, Pod. Mate. See you guys. See you guys. Bye. See you guys. 
You have been listening to The Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Co. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.